Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports, as well as come up with the right strategy to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host, Tola Ugunlewe, and this is episode 778. Learn to stay committed, sometimes shut it all out, and failure is a part of the process. One of the most successful golfers in the history of the sport, having won six major championships and over 40 PGA Tour events. He's also the oldest major championship winner in history. Today on the show, American legend Phil Mickelson. If you follow golf, it'll feel like Phil Mickelson has been playing for decades. Well, he's into his 50s now. So yes, he has actually been playing for that long. Him and Tiger Woods, of course, for the longest time were the mainstay in golf. Mickelson started playing golf as a child when his grandfather, who was a golf caddy, took him to the golf courses to play. In addition, his father, who was a pilot, found time each week to play with Mickelson. This sort of practice was what allowed Mickelson hone his game. Of course, he's left-handed. And because he used to copy his father, he used to mirror him, he actually learned to play the game with his left hand, even though he's right-handed. By the time he got to college, he was so good that he got a full golf scholarship to attend Arizona State University. In college, he won three NTA individual championships and three Haskins Awards. The Haskins Award is presented to the most outstanding golfer in the U.S., so the most outstanding college golfer in the U.S. Mikkelsen was also the second player, only the second player in college to earn first-team All-American in all four years. And, of course, in that time as well, he continued to improve his game. At the age of 20, he became only the sixth amateur to win a PGA Tour event. Immediately, he graduated from college, he turned pro and bypassed the PGA Tour's qualifying process because of his tour win as an amateur. Because of his outstanding college record, it was expected that Mickelson would win a major in no time. Unfortunately, things didn't pan out that way. In his first 11 years as a pro, Mickelson did not win a major though it was several though he won several tour events right the majors always eluded him however in 2004 he won his first major at the masters in his 13th year as a professional golfer in 2005 he won his second major at the pga championships and in 2006 he won his third major and his second masters championship so in his first 13 years he won nothing as far as the majors were concerned but in three years, he won three major championships. He would win the Masters for a third time in 2010. And in 2013, he won the uh, PGA Championship, I think it was, that he won in 2013. And of course, in 2021, he became the oldest major winner when he won the PGA Championship at the age of almost 51 years old he is one of 17 players in history to win at least three of the four majors he spent over 25 
consecutive years in the top 50 of the rankings and has over 700 weeks in the top 10. In 2012, he was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Today is your mentor, guys, and the three lessons that I want you to learn from Phil Mickelson. Obviously, in the news, and I think that's what even brought this to my attention, uh, that we had not looked at Phil Mickelson on the podcast before. In the news, despite the fact that he has grossed, I think, almost $100 million over the course of his career or above, a hundred million dollars you know phil was in the news for saying that he wasn't paid enough <laughs> for the things that he did so imagine the outcry that he experienced from fellow golfers from the media they're like are you kidding me you have a hundred million dollars in prize money and you're saying you've not been paid enough you know so obviously that news made the round and i was like oh wow that's actually true we haven't looked at phil mickelson on the podcast first lesson guys that i want you to learn from phil is Learn to stay committed. Learn to stay committed. On this point, Phil says the difficulty is when you're on a play two and you're not really making advancements and you're putting in the work. I'm putting in the work and you're not seeing the results. To stay consistent and to stay committed. I've said this so many times, guys, and I say this to the athletes that I coach one-on-one. And trust me, guys, if you have not started working with me one-on-one, then you really do not know what you're missing in terms of how far your game can go how much you can improve as an athlete i say this to the athletes that i coach one-on-one that look this is the most trying time for any young athlete it's literally the most difficult time that any young athlete can go through and what do i mean by that imagine putting in the work and putting in the work like you're not cutting corners you're not cheating the grind like eric thomas would say like you can't cheat the grind right you're not cheating the grind you're putting in the work where you should put in the work you're putting in the work when you should put in the work but you're not making progress it's like you're wasting your time i see one of the things that i always tell athletes you know that that go through this and you will go through this at some point in your career is that you should look for the intangible progress as opposed to the tangible progress right so you literally want to see you want to see the evidence you want to see the the product of all your hard work but it's not coming can you look at something that is not tangible something that you cannot see like some progress that you're making and of course i shared this guys on my i think it was my twitter and my instagram a few weeks back and if you guys are not following me at tola Ogunlewe, you actually should so t-o-l-a o-g-u-n-l-e-w-e right i shared this and i said look there's some times guys where you have to zoom out to see the progress you're making as an athlete right when you were an amateur so just like phil mickelson now when he was an amateur like the gulf or the 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 gap between the progress that he was making was so evident to see right so i use in that tweet and in that instagram post i use the analogy of the track athlete so you run the 100 meters right it's incredibly easy for you to go from 12 seconds right to maybe like 10.1 something like it's easy that could happen in like a flash but to go from 10.99 seconds to 10.89 seconds which is one one hundredth of a second right that's where it now becomes difficult because you're working so hard you're doing so many things but it's like you're not seeing anything you know so You've been working consistently for one year. Your personal best time was 9.99, right? And then by the time the year runs out, when you're trying to look at the progress you've made, 
now you run 9.95 and you're like what like are you kidding me so you see the higher you progress right the higher you go in your sport the the closer you get to that good great elite level right it becomes difficult to see a lot of this process the question right that you need to ask yourself and that's what phil mickelson is saying in this episode is can you stay consistent and can you stay committed can you stay consistent and can you stay committed this is a guy who in the first 13 years as a professional he did not win one major championship and it wasn't for lack of trying it wasn't because he wasn't good i think in that 13 year span he came second in the majors more than six times so what that means is that he was this close to victory he was this close to success he was this close to getting there but something always went wrong and he came second more than six times now how difficult do you think it would be mentally for an athlete like that who at that point people were even calling him the greatest player never to win a major the greatest player never to win a major so it wasn't because oh he hadn't won in one year or he hadn't won in two years or three years he hadn't won in 13 years and it was not because he wasn't good it was because he was good that everybody started asking they were like what why is it that this guy can't win so imagine how consistent he needed to be how continuous right he needed to continue to put in the work to ensure that yes i'm not seeing the progress yes i'm not seeing the result right but i have to stay consistent and i have to stay committed guys you have to learn to stay committed you have to learn to stay committed and this is where coaching comes in guys because the natural question for any serious athlete to ask is how do i know if i'm working on the right things how do i know if i am working on the right things because you're telling me that look stay consistent stay committed right keep putting in the work even though you're not seeing any results but the point is that work that you're putting in you could actually be putting it in the wrong thing and that's a fact you can work hard on the wrong thing guys so that's where coaching comes in to know what to work on and when so that even when you're not seeing the progress you know that you are putting in the work first lesson guys from phil mickelson learn to stay committed number two lesson guys is sometimes shut it all out sometimes shut it all out so i can't remember which year particularly it was but there was one of the major championships so the u.s open that was going to be played in phil mickelson's backyard like it was going to be played in his hometown and that was one major he had never won in the build-up to that tournament, he had been playing well. I think he even won a major that year. So maybe that was 2013 or something. I can't remember specifically the year, right? He had been playing exceptionally well, and it was expected that, look, maybe this is the time that Phil Mickelson will finally win the U.S. Open and, and do extremely well. And he himself was feeling good, and he felt like this could actually be the time. And in an interview that he did before that tournament, right, the, 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 the interviewers, the journalists were asking him questions on his preparation, how he was preparing, how he was doing all the things that he was doing and all of that. And you see, the, the question then came as to what he was doing differently in this tournament. And he said, look, because I want to give myself the best chance to win, right, I'm really zoning in and focusing and trying to ensure that I'm not distracted by anything. 
I'm really zoning in and focusing and trying to ensure that I'm not distracted by anything. And what that meant was that he said, look, I've shut off my phone. I'm not responding to anybody. My wife knows how to get in touch with me, how to find me. But literally, I just want to zone in and I want to ensure that nothing distracts me. You see, guys, it gets to a time in your career where sometimes you have to shut it out. You know, this filmmaker's example is just one example in many athletes who will go incommunicado. LeBron James, for example, is one athlete who, as the playoffs are coming around the corner, he doesn't do any social media whatsoever. You're not going to find him on social media. He's not posting, he's not checking anything. He's locked in and he's zoned in for the playoffs, right? And this is even before the playoffs starts. So it's not that we are now in the NBA finals. It's not that, oh, we've made it this far or no, none of that. None of that, right? He's zoned in as soon as the playoff is starting. Sometimes you have to shut it off, guys. And of course, it also depends on you understanding and knowing yourself. This is where self-awareness comes in. If you know as an athlete that, look, you're easily distracted by this thing or this particular thing gets you off your groove or this particular thing affects how you do this, why in the world would you continue to do that thing? Why in the world would you continue to do that thing? It makes absolutely no sense. So the more you understand yourself, the more you know the things that you can do and the things that you can't do. But you see, it might get to the point. It might get to the stage where you have to shut everything out. Literally, you have to shut everything out. Shut off your phone, go incommunicado. You don't want to talk to anybody. And we see this with the boxers and the mixed martial artists as well. These guys will leave their hometown. They will leave their homes. They will go to somewhere remote for eight weeks, locked in and training, working on strategy. They don't want to hear any family news. They don't want to hear what's going on back home and all that. That's why after these guys fight, they are so excited to spend time with their family because they've been away from them for so long. They have been away from them for so long i see you guys would also agree i i I don't know um which event tournament you might have been preparing for but there would have been a time when you saw something on the news that would have thrown you off someone sent you a text that threw you off you got a message that absolutely just messes with your head messes with your brain you know you can't think straight absolutely distracts you it would have happened to you at some point and this is where shutting it all out comes in. So filmmakers, yes, he didn't win that tournament, but he had imbibed that attitude that when I want to focus, sometimes I need to shut everything out so I'm not distracted in any way. Number two lesson, guys, from filmmakers, and sometimes shut it all out. And the final lesson, guys, is failure is a part of the process. Failure is a part of this process. On this point, filmmakers says, I've failed many times in my life and career. And because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. Oh, what a quote. I have to read that again. It said, I've failed many times in my life and career. And because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. What is your relationship with failure, guys? What is your attitude? towards failing are you afraid of failing do you want nothing to do with failure i remember something i was watching i think it was um steve harvey that was saying this so steve harvey is a comedian tv presenter 
you know, business owner now, and, and he was talking about how, look, the, the, the things you would learn from success, right? You would never learn them the same way from failure. Why? Because when you succeed, you're extremely happy. All you want to do is celebrate. All you want to do is have fun. All you want to do is get to the stage or get to the point where like it's all roses and everything is all good, right? That is usually what success is. But it's when failure comes around that everyone is dejected, that everyone is sad. You see, it is in that moment that you learn so many things. I shared with you in the first lesson, right? That 13 years as a professional, the guy did not win a single major. 13 years as a professional, didn't win a single major. Do you know the amount of failure that he would have gone through during that period? Do you know the amount of things he would have tried that did not work? Many other people in his shoes would have quit. Many other people in his shoes would have quit. And of course, there was this quote after the Australian Opal from Gael Monfils, so the French tennis player who is, I think, 33 or 35 years old or thereabout. You know, and when he lost, I think, in the quarterfinals or thereabout, he said, look, I don't want to win 20 Grand Slams. I just want to win one. I just want to win one. So that is a guy who has failed over and over and over again. But he's not giving up. He's saying, hey, I just want to win one. And I believe that I can win one. I believe that I can win one. It's the same thing with Mikkelsen here. He says, look, instead of feeling bad for myself, instead of feeling down, instead of feeling dejected countless times, because you are going to go through failure, I don't do any of that. I use it as an opportunity to work harder. So how many times have you failed and you have used this as an opportunity to work harder? How many times have things gone wrong and you have used it as an opportunity to work harder? You see, failure is a part of the process, guys. There is no athlete, right, who has not failed. You know, you want to talk about someone like Floyd Mayweather Jr., 50 I know as a boxer. Guess what? Went to the Olympic Games, came third. Yes, he was cheated, all of that, still failure. He used that failure to drive him and say, I will never be defeated again. Same thing with Roy Jones Jr. at some point in his career, right? When he also was cheated at the Olympics, came into the professional ranks and I was like, what? Going to destroy all these people. And of course, built up an impressive record. Yes, he fought past his prime and all of that. But that is beside the point. Failure is a part of the process, guys. Failure is a part of the process. And of course, there's nobody else than Phil Mickelson who has failed in golf. I think he shares the record. Either he's the second or he shares the record with um, this great um, golf legend. Names keeps my mind now. I don't know if it's Gary Player or Arnold Palmer. One of them, right? As the person with the most runner-up medals in the majors. That's the person who has come second the most in the majors. So you are right on the cusp of victory. And then you have it snatched away from you. So Phil Mickelson is a guy who knows a thing or two about failure. And he says that he should use it as an opportunity to work harder. Three lessons, guys, from Phil Mickelson. Learn to stay committed. Sometimes shut it all out. And failure is a part of the process. Failure is a part of the process. Adley Marshall, guys, episode 778. Head over to the website. Check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as understand the business side of sports and also coming up with a strategy to help you achieve your sports goals athletemaestro.com if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does 
is that it helps other athletes find the podcast know that this is a worthwhile resource they can use to achieve their goals in sports. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. If you have any questions whatsoever, send me a mail. Tola at athletemaestro.com. Tola at athletemaestro.com. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough. You must apply. Willing is not enough. You must do. I want you to go out there. Learn all the lessons you can today from a great champion in Phil Mickelson. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.